0: Hi friends, welcome to today's episode. I am so excited to introduce you to my friend Becky Thompson today. She is a best-selling author and the founder of Midnight Mom Devotional, an online community of over a million women worldwide connecting together through nightly prayer. In today's episode, we're going to chat about Becky's story of living with anxiety for most of her life and what led her to writing her latest book, Peace, Hope, and Healing for the Anxious Mama's Heart. I have gotten to have a sneak peek of this book and it is so amazing and I cannot wait for this book to get in the hands of mamas. I pray that this episode touches you and meets you right where you are at, my friend. I hope that there is something in this episode that you needed to hear, whether it is remembering your identity as a woman and not just a mama, or having some realization that you are not alone with what you are feeling in your heart right now. So without further ado, I am so excited to introduce you guys to my friend, Becky Thompson. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of The Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions, no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower, because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. Hi, Becky. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you today. Thanks, Michelle. I'm excited to be with you. I am just so excited to have you. And I don't know if you knew, but when I was creating this podcast of like the bucket list guests, your name was on the very top of one of the first people that was like not in my circle of friends who I just could make them say yes (laughs) to ask you to be on the podcast because, um, so much of your teachings and your books are so intertwined with my story and starting this podcast. Oh, that's, that's. Really
1: special. I feel really, really special. (laughs) This is great. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. This is wonderful. I want to know who else is on that list. someday you can tell me. But also, or you can call them out and be like, "This person's also going to be on this." But thank you for. I'm honored to be on your list.
0: Yeah. Oh, and it was so. So how I found you? I want to just tell the listeners a little bit of like background of. Why you were one of the people that I wanted to have, and what we're going to talk about, I think, is so important to me and to moms in this season. Um, when I found you and with your first book, Hope Unfolding, when that came out, I had just found you just after that, and I was going through a pregnancy where it was super high risk. We didn't know what was going to happen, and our family wasn't really going to church at that time, like we had faith, but we didn't have a church and I needed something to like find a way back to like leaning on God and learning how to lean on God. And a lot of the things in that time you were teaching was about that. And so your book and a lot of that just really helped me get through that time of a lot of stress and just how I didn't know what the outcome was going to be, but I learned to turn back and that like God had me and it was going to be okay. And so you were so intertwined in that. And even after that, there's been so many times where for me, I always laugh when like God has been telling me things and I don't listen and then you will make a post sometimes or, and it'll come back. He's like, fine. If you're not going to listen to me, you'll listen to Becky.
1: Here comes Becky. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, So I would love for you to tell the listeners if they don't know who you are a little bit about yourself and how you started in blogging before you became an author.
1: Awesome. Well, first of all, I'm, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I am honored and humbled and all of those words. But, you know, I'm not, it's not just a line. Like, sincerely, I'm honored that the Lord has used any part of my story to be a part of your story. So, um, that's something I talk about a lot is how, in sometimes when we go through seasons, we don't even realize, you know, who we're carrying with us. So I'm honored to get to talk to somebody that I carried and that the Lord and I carried together. Here you are. Here we are together. So um, how did I begin? Well, it was 2013 and I was a stay-at-home mom of two tinies, so two and three years old. And I really lost myself in the story of my own life. I I was just chasing kids and doing the best that I could and just trying to keep my head above water. And um, one day I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, sister, what is happening with you? Like, who's talking about, like, who's taking care of you? Who's talking to you? Who's dealing with your issues? And, um, you know, even seven years ago, this whole um, taking care of yourself thing wasn't, there was no Mm self-care conversation in motherhood. It was just like, you just lay down your life and that's it. So I I went shopping online for an outfit. This is don't let anyone tell you that an outfit won't change your life because I went shopping on an online boutique for an outfit so that I could kind of feel like me again. I got out of like maternity clothes and the blueberry oatmeal on my shirt and this random online boutique. And here's what happened. It's so crazy, Michelle, because the boutique owner says, "Hey, post a picture of yourself." Well, she didn't say this to me. She put out a post on Facebook. And she says, post a picture of yourself wearing one of our outfits. Most likes wins $100 worth of free clothes. So I took a selfie, which changed my life. And I posted the outfit on the Facebook page. And I am sure you're like, this is where you got the most likes. And no, you know my story. But if the listeners don't, um, no, nobody liked the picture. Like I half with my friends and no one liked the picture. But boutique owner sends me a message. And she's like, are you a fashion blogger? This is before Instagram fashion blogging where like, (laughs) anyway, I was like, no, I'm not. I'm a stay at home mom. Like, I don't, I don't even have a nice clothes. That one outfit's the only thing I own. I haven't even taken a tax off of it because it's, this isn't practical. Anyway, skipping ahead a little bit. She says, if you were a fashion blogger, I'd pay you to have an advertisement on your website. I send you free clothes. And I was like, did I say I wasn't? Because (laughs) I meant I am. So I started a blog that day and it was called Scissor Tail Silk. And scissor tail is the state bird of Oklahoma, where I lived at the time. And silk was like a play on words for fabric and clothing. And it also means barbed wire. And it doesn't matter. It's fine.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> fine. Uh, so I started this vlog, and I'm writing about clothes, but then the Lord spoke to me and he's like, I'm going to give you an audience and you will be responsible for them. Now it's like, I will make sure that you're the best dressed audience, Jesus. I had no idea that he was going to transform my message. So within that year, um, it, it was true. All of these women started coming for my incredible fashion. No, they were just coming because I was being real about motherhood. And I was kind of also talking about shorts that were on sale. And, um, and about six months in, the Lord speaks again. He says, do you, you need to define what you want to be known for? But you have a choice. Do you want to be known for hope and encouragement or do you want to be known as the mom who helps other women look like they have it all together? And I was like, Mm. oh, that's good. And I want to say this because I don't think there's anything wrong with like, I still really like clothes and I still love doing the whole, like putting together things and looking like I have it together. But I knew that this was an invitation for me to make a decision and I was standing at a path where I got to decide. So I was like, okay, Jesus, but what does that mean? So I ended up taking down all the advertisements and stopping the flow of free clothes and really transitioning my message to hope and encouragement for mothers right there in the middle of all of the chaos. Mm -hmm. And I sit down about six weeks after I said, yes, Jesus, I'll take it all down and I'll change it and I'll focus on you. I had made an announcement to my followers about this. I had, and they were like, we don't care. We're just here because we like, we are relating to you. Like, tell us whatever you want to talk to us about. This is fine. So I sit down and write a post about how I'd forgotten to be a wife when I was busy being a mom and it went viral. And this is back before there were even videos on Facebook to go viral. Like videos mm-hmm. weren't even an option on Facebook. And I'm telling you like the whole story here. So I'll condense. but mm-hmm. what ended up happening is the blog went viral. All of these people came. I signed a two book contract within that first year. Wow. And that first book, Hope Unfolding is the one that the Lord used and continued to grow the audience and the reach. And now there's over a million praying moms on uh, one of my Facebook pages uh, that you're familiar with, Midnight Mom Devotional, and hundreds of thousands of women in other locations online. And we just follow Jesus together. And it was all because I said yes, and I went through the door that was right in front of me. And he used all of these unseen and unexpected opportunities to position me and create a place where I could say exactly what needed to be said about motherhood, about God, and about how the two line up and come together. So that is the full version of who I am and how I began doing what I yeah.
0: do. With a little Chick-fil-A on the side, right? Like, I feel like you know, going
1: <laughs> with a little bit of extra everything. All, yeah. all
0: I love it so much. And um, I've even, you know, I've read the post that you talked about going viral and I know there was another one. And I think the post that of how I found you was talking about when you were in labor and you could hear the other mom in the other room or remembering. And I was, and with my first son, his labor was so long and I got sick afterwards that I couldn't remember his labor. And like wow. that post just, like spoke to me remembering like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't remember. And Jesus was there and he knew like mm-hmm. it was going to all be okay.
1: It's all going to be okay. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really common in mom's hearts and uh, lives is that we go through these seasons and when we're in the middle of them, it is it is 360, fully encompassed by it. All I can see is this moment. Like don't mm-hmm. don't call to me from the other side of it because I'm, I'm right here. I can't get mm-hmm. out of it. And then when we do make it out of it, there's like, there's hardly any attachment to where that was. And so I think that thread of grace that God sort of weaves through our lives where he says, I was there and you were there. And there were mm-hmm. things that were pulling forward with us. is so important.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. I would love for you to touch back on, because I know a lot of moms feel like how you said, like you look yourself in the mirror and you're like, who is this person? Because, <laughs> and we tell other women this before they have kids sometimes and, And I feel like they don't, you don't understand until you're in the thick of it. And then you feel like you're alone or that you're a bad mom because you feel that everything you had is now gone or the person you were and the dreams you had have all kind of been laid down and you don't go forward with any of them anymore. And I know for me in a lot of that season, I was like, God, like you're not speaking to me or telling me what I'm supposed to do. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I'm not the same person. Um, What would, what kind of advice do you have in that sense of how women can kind of lean into their faith in that time of, of motherhood?
1: So, you know, I think in that space, Michelle, what happens a lot is motherhood becomes full identity and um when we become moms it's i am now mom and i actually vividly remember the first time i said i'm colton thompson's mom on the phone because i had to make him an appointment and i looked at my husband like oh my gosh i am a mom this is real and but there's an entire identity shift that happens in that space and um it's jarring and it's um it's it's there's really no other word it's it's like you you hit a wall and the only part of you that keeps going forward as mother is your title of mom. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like you can't reach back and pull this other sense of your identity forward with you. But here's, what's really tricky. Um, Our motherhood was never intended to carry the full weight of our identity. You know, we are women and we are daughters and And mother is actually a title that's on top of what we're originally called. So I'm going to do a quick little Bible teaching real fast. And here's something interesting. So uh, when God named Adam and gave Adam his name, it means man. But when God brought Eve to Adam, he called her woman. This was her because she came from man. And our identity is first as. A woman but it wasn't until the fall where after she eats the apple or the fruit and then everything changes and her identity changed like everything changed for women in that moment everything changed for all of humanity in that moment that God actually says you are now Eve and she gets the name Eve in that space and it was such an identity shift because now she is the mother of all the living. And she goes from being woman to being mother and she has this whole new identity. And I feel like for us as women, there it's the exact same thing that happens. Mom becomes full identity. And yet it wasn't who we were, our original design. We were not intended to only be mother. We were intended to, to be first woman. and. For moms, as we kind of enter this space and we look around and we're like, I don't recognize myself. I don't recognize my to-do list. Like, I don't even like what I'm wearing. I don't like, I I care more about myself than I actually have time to care about myself. Like, I used to look at other moms that look like me right now and be like, oh, I won't ever be like, and then we are, and then we have Mm -hmm. like no compassion for ourselves when we get to that space. I think what I would say to myself is really a lot of what I said in Hope Unfolding the first book. But what I would say to myself in that space is God has not forgotten about who you are. He has not forgotten about the dreams that were in your heart, even outside of motherhood. And as you come to him, he doesn't just address your motherhood. He addresses you as his daughter. And it seems like when you remember who you are as his daughter, all of those other titles that you wear including being a mom just make more sense Mm -hmm. it's like oh i can do this because this is an extension this is like what hangs outside my office on the outside door but on the inside of this office i am a woman Mm -hmm. on the outside you might see these different titles that i wear but at the core of who i am i am a woman and so remembering that even if you never hear your name Like, even my husband was like, go tell mom, like, Becky, I'm Becky. Like, if you ever want to call me Becky, that's fine, too. You know, and um, but we never hear our name. We never have any connection to her. We have no connection Mm -hmm. to the woman. But in God's presence, we are, we're only daughter. Mm -hmm. And so the more we come to him and the more we spend time with him, the more we'll hear him speaking to us as his daughter and this is one thing that i am really passionate about as you know is Mm -hmm. helping women hear the voice of god in their lives personally you know reading scripture and going where am i in this story what is god saying to me in this story and so often he'll speak about what we're doing which is our motherhood but he'll also speak directly to who we are as daughter so really the best advice if we're coming down to okay what's the practical step here the practical step is i know you have five minutes while the kids are eating their chicken nuggets and you're standing at the kitchen counter to flip open your bible and to read one line of scripture and to be like this is my power bar jesus do something with it
0: you know Mm -hmm. like
1: multiply this in this moment and um and i just try to remind moms that he wants to be a conversation that continues even when the bible closes. Like he wants to be the, like he wants to keep talking with you throughout the day. So I know that's a really hard space to be in. And I know when you're in that space of feeling lost uh, for who you really are, the last thing you want is for someone to be like, it gets better, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's really hard to hear that. But that is true. It does get better. And you begin to remember who you are. But here's Michelle, here's the thing. We remember who we are as women, as our children step a little further away from us. Mm -hmm. And that's the tension and the pain that comes with motherhood of knowing that you regain yourself mostly as they begin to step and, and remove themselves. And so while our love continues to grow and cover them, the farther out they go, the reality is. When you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're fully back together and you're like, Oh, I, I remember who you are and I remember your dreams and you have a minute to actually think about it, you're like, I, I wanna go back. I gotta get back. I gotta get yeah. back.
0: Uh I feel like that was so, like, even just what I needed to hear and how you're talking about how the kids get older and they step away because Turner's going to kindergarten this year. And as a mom, like, my heart is hurting so bad because Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to let go. But in that, like, you were talking about when moms don't want to hear, like, it gets better. We promise it gets better because you're one step ahead of me and I'm just, you know, the one step behind you of, of our kids' ages and to think back a few years ago, I was like, oh, when he goes to kindergarten, it'll be so much better. I'll have so much yeah. more time because Thatcher's my one who can sit and do a puzzle for an hour by himself. But then you get in it and you're like, but I'm not ready. Like, is it, are we sure it's time for these things to happen? <laughs> but, um, and it, it is, it does, it does get better. It does um, get better. Yeah. And I also think how you were talking about, which this kind of segues into your new book that's coming of hearing God and listening to God and how I know how passionate you are about that. And that sometimes how you had said, having the one scripture and just remembering throughout the day to just kind of think about God or Mm -hmm. what would God be telling me? Because I know so often for me, there's been times and even lately where I'm like, you're not telling me anything. Like I'm not hearing you clearly. And I could hear God so clearly before, but the other day I realized I wasn't spending any time really with God or it was just getting overlooked. So of course I can't hear from him because I'm not intentionally spending some time, um, which, and a lot of times women, feel like they're not hearing from God when they're in a place of hurt and pain, which is what your new book, piece is about and about anxiety and women. And um, I'm excited to dive into this conversation with you because I had really bad postpartum depression and really bad anxiety. And you can kind of tell your story, but I know that you've had anxiety throughout your life, and I had never had anxiety until postpartum, so I didn't understand what people had said, like when I, they were anxious or they had these thoughts in their head, um, and I feel like in this season of just our world, so many more moms are realizing they have anxiety, and it's mm-hmm. this book is so needed right now, so I would love for you to kind of dive in and tell us about the new book piece that's going to come out in September.
1: Well. Wow. I'm excited. I have a lot I could say because it's also fresh on my mind. But um, I want to share this vision I had. Um, it really sets up what this book is about and why I think it's needed. Um, so I was standing at my kitchen sink, and God and I have conversations that happen internally in my head. And so for people that are on different journeys or, you know, don't exactly hear from God in different ways or say, Everybody's talking about hearing from God. Like, how do I hear from God? There are a lot of teachers out there that kind of break it down on different ways that God speaks to them. You know, some people will just be like, "Ooh, I think I'm just supposed to call so and so," but we won't say like God told me to. We just are like, "I am so brilliant," you know, like <laughs> I'm so smart, but it's really like the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And so that's just like a feeling. And some people just know what they're supposed to do. Like there's just like this almost supernatural confidence in knowing. Um, for some people they hear like almost like a voice in the room or they'll see pictures in their minds. I have, I'm like a feeler. Like I'll have a feeling I'm supposed to do something, um, but then it kind of turns into a knowing. Like my feeling turns into a knowing. And then very rarely, but often enough, I will, I will almost like, have a vision, but it's not like I'm in a trance. I feel like I just have to be clear because this mm-hmm. gets weird, right? Okay, it's not like I'm in a trance, I'm not like gone. I'm standing there and it's almost like I'm remembering a book that somebody read to me where I had to imagine the pictures. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Or like I'm remembering a story and I'm like, oh, that was cool or, or remembering a dream even. Um, i hadn't had the dream and i hadn't heard the story and it was just in my mind so i'm standing at my kitchen sink and all of a sudden i see this whole scene play out in front of me and it's this woman and she's blindfolded in the middle of this dark forest and it's night and she's got a t-shirt on which i haven't shared anywhere else but in the vision she had a t-shirt on and i'm like she's cold why does she have a t-shirt on and then i noticed she's barefoot and um but she's blindfolded and so I'm watching and I could tell she was panicked. There's wind blowing and I could tell she's listening to like her surroundings and she's almost too afraid to pull the blindfold up and really address where she is because Mm -hmm. the second she pulls the blindfold up, she'll know and it will confirm that she's in this forest. Mm -hmm. So she pulls the blindfold up slowly. And then the first thing she does is shout out, hello you know, like a little girl who's woken up from a bad dream and she just needs to know, is anybody out there? And um, there's, there's no reply. And then she spins, looks all around and she realizes she is dropped off in the middle of nowhere. It's dark, it's cold, and she's alone. And she just shouts from the depths of her soul, hello. And all she can hear is her own voice ringing back at her. And oh my gosh, Michelle, I just came undone. I'm just sobbing at my kitchen sink like who is she where do I need to go to find her what's happening is this a real person what's going on and the Lord speaks so clearly and he says and it was a knowing in my heart he just said she is a woman who is lost in the forest of fear and you're going to go back in for her so that we can lead her out together mm-hmm. and I was like I'm in I'm done I'm done sign me up I'll go boots on lights on let's go let's go get her And I have had like you said anxiety for all of my life. I've grown up in this forest I know this forest well when people are like you're not supposed to feel that way. I'm like that's strange. That's a strange thought um I once told somebody a pastor that I can count on my hand the number of times when I have felt overwhelming peace Like people can count when they have felt overwhelmingly afraid because that's how um interwoven anxiety has been in my life and yet i met jesus at a young age i know his scripture like i know him i've seen actual miracles with my actual eyes like hands that were deformed coming back into full like i've seen stuff i know he's real. i know he's good and i know he loves me and yet sometimes i just can't catch my breath and sometimes my mind just races about things that i know are irrational And Mm -hmm. sometimes my heart pounds like there's somebody outside the front door, even though it's the middle of the day and nothing's happening. And so that season, I walked back through anxiety that year. It was literally one of the most anxious seasons of my life where I would wake up daily just going, we're going to make it. We're going to do it. We're going to take notes and we're going to get out of here. Like we're going to make it to the edge of the forest and I will learn whatever I need to learn so we can all get out of this together and so peace became a trail guide it became a blueprint for what happens when either you've been in the forest so long you just have no idea which way to walk Mm -hmm. or the woman like you who suddenly finds herself in a season because of a global pandemic or a birth of a baby or a sudden tragedy or something that they just didn't see coming and they They know that they aren't where they're supposed to be, and they have no idea how to get out of that fear. They have no idea how to break the cycle. They don't know when the dawn's coming. They don't know when they'll reach the clearing. They just need help. And here's the struggle, and here's the sadness attached to all of this. We are too scared to say that we are feeling afraid Mm
0: -hmm. as Christian
1: women because we don't want to address what that fear says about our faith. And like, we go to church and they're like, you know, if you have fear, you can't hear, like if you have fear, you know, or like all these catchy things about if you are, um, you know, if there's something going on inside of you, then with fear, then it's, it's, it's what's keeping God from speaking to you. And it's like, no, no, no. Like the Holy spirit does not float over this forest of fear. And he's like, I'll catch you on the other side. When you work Mm -hmm. through this on your own, good luck. No, Mm -hmm. no, Jesus did everything that we needed him to do. He is the Prince of peace and he's our healer, but he's our healer who walks with us through every dark night, through every season of grief and every season of anxiety. And that's how we have peace. Right, like mm-hmm. when he says my peace, like I give to you, I'm leaving this here with you. It's not like I'm leaving it here with you if you follow all my rules and like you never worry or anything. It's like no, I'm leaving my peace with you because I'm always going to be with you. Mm-hmm. And that's how we can be in seasons of struggle and still have peace. That's how we can be in seasons of grief and still have peace. That's how we can have joy and have peace. It's because Jesus is peace and He never leaves us. So the book actually breaks down the spiritual aspects, the physical aspects, what's going on in your body when you have anxiety, how it can be caused by hormonal issues, how it can be caused by like outside stressors, and how this actually has very little to do with your faith. Faith is a huge aspect of it, but it's not the only part of it. So we take a 360 look at the heart of a woman, and we find peace in all of those areas. I'm thrilled about it.
0: And I'm so excited about it. and I I love how um, you've also talked about that you're going to go back into the forest and get these women because I know as somebody who is deep in it and you, when you are first feeling these things or you don't realize that other people feel the same way, you're afraid to like tell people like, hey, um, do you have these crazy thoughts too? Like, do right. you think about this? Do you stand at the top of your stairs and think that you're going to drop your baby and then watch your baby like fall down the stairs, even though he's in your arms? And you don't want to tell people these things. But right. um, but when you do, you know, encouraging women, but when you do speak up and say like, hey, I'm feeling this way, I think women would be surprised of how many women would say, me too. I have felt that way. And you are not alone. Um. And how you touched on the faith aspect, because so many women, you know, it's like, well, if I just keep praying, it will go away or God will heal me. I just have to heal, you know, ask for a miracle instead of saying, well, that's one piece of it, but maybe God's calling you to go to a counselor or go to something else. Or So I'd love for you to kind of touch on that because I know that that's a big piece of the book as well.
1: Exactly. So um, just to make sure we are abundantly clear, I believe Jesus is the healer mm-hmm. and I believe that he has given us strategies in his word for healing. And I believe that in a moment, his supernatural love can like heal us. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I believe. I also believe that reading the word does transform our minds because scripture says that's true. And I also believe that um, his Holy Spirit is our comforter. And so worshiping and bringing Jesus close and remembering truth really does reset our minds in a supernatural and yet practical way. However, our brains are organs, right? Mm -hmm. And our hearts are organs and uh, we have lots of organs, but for some reason we're just like brain, you just be better. Like you just, (laughs) you get no attention and you just do your job. And we're just going to, you know, we don't have any support for brain health or when um, mm-hmm. so often our emotions stem from things that could actually be wrong, like on a genetic level with the way our body processes food, the way our body creates enzymes, the way our body um, releases hormones and chemicals and just our actual system in our body. And so. You know, you wouldn't look at a pastor who pulls his glasses from his front pocket to read the scripture and be like, put those down. (laughs) You wouldn't, you wouldn't, because that's the help that he needs in order to read the word and like do and preach and speak. You wouldn't tell the diabetic pastor, hey, that's not okay. You know, your system just needs to stop that, right? We would pray and believe for his healing. Like we would do everything. We'd also take him to a doctor that would help his body do what it needs to do. Because at the end of the day, we are beautiful spirits made in the image of God, already seated with Jesus in heavenly places, redeemed like all these amazing truths, but we are stuck in broken flesh. Mm -hmm. Like we're stuck in a body suit that's going to eventually stop working Mm -hmm. Because that's and that is the all the evidence that I need that things aren't the way that they were supposed to be. So my brokenness might look differently than your brokenness, but it does not disqualify me from being a woman full of faith. And it should not be. And it's just so silent in the church. Anything that has to do with your brain or your uh, mental health, I'll just say mental health. It's like, well, that's on you and your face should have taken care of that. And if you know if it hasn't, but we would never like I could just go on mm-hmm. I could just go on. But you wouldn't go to like a child in a wheelchair and be like, mm-hmm. Why do you have such a little face? I mean, come on. That's mm-hmm. like you wouldn't. You'd pray and you'd believe and you'd let them worship Jesus just the same as you and speak and teach and us, awesome. like, Come on. Mm-hmm. So women need to know that getting the actual help that they need, whether it's seeing a doctor, or a nutritionist, or a counselor, or a psychologist, or like your OBGYN, who is like one of the first people in line after you have a baby to be like, how are you actually feeling? And you can be like, I feel crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I know that it's okay, because, and because you're asking me, The fact that they're asking you should tell you that this is enough of an issue that they know they need to ask mothers because so many of them are not okay. Mm -hmm. I was reading a statistic the other day that was talking about like something along the lines of 10% of all women who have babies have postpartum anxiety. Mm And yet and yet it's the percentage of women that actually seek treatment is like a third. It's only a third of people, and that's not just women with postpartum anxiety, a third of people who have mental health disorders seek treatment. And that means two thirds of the population with mental health disorders are just wandering around like people without crutches, trying to hobble. Just Mm -hmm. it's time, like it is time that we talk about it. It's time that we address it. It's time that we get the actual practical help we need. And that's what peace the book does. It's like he peace himself is with you. But he might be like, Michelle, I know that I healed your friend a different way. Like I know that there was another person, just like in scripture, like I know there was somebody that I just spoke a word to and they were just fine. Like Mm -hmm. they went to church they read their Bible, they were great, boom, had some sort of miracle happen at the altar and they're set. But then there's the other guy in scripture where Jesus is making mud with his spit, putting it on his eyes. He's like, you get to go wash in the pool and then you'll you'll get your vision, then you'll get to see. And so Jesus heals multiple ways, but that does not mean that he isn't the one healing. So. For women to go, well, I'm going to go see a doctor. That doesn't mean that Jesus isn't still the one who's healing you. Mm-hmm. He's just the one that's leading you down your path, down your personalized path. Um, and and it's time. I'm so excited about the message. I'm excited about the healing that's going to come from it. And ultimately, I'm excited about the women who like click on their flashlights and they're like, "Let's go back into the forest." Mm-hmm. Because if we all turned our lights on at once, we would see how many women are actually out here. They're just too afraid to shout hello back. Mm
0: Yeah. Pieces. Yeah. And even as you talk about that, it just made me think about how when I first thought I had postpartum depression or I mean, it was an anxiety. I didn't know what it was. I was literally Googling. Right. Depression, anxiety. And I was looking at the symptoms. Do I have that symptom? I think I have that symptom. But there was like nothing. There was no book. No, like real true blogs from like another mom who had already was in it and walked through it that could say look if you are feeling this way you've got to you need to go get help as to where now I can see in my friends you know that are n- new moms so often I'm like are you okay and they'll say yes I'm like no but are you really okay because I can see that you're not and I think it's even being brave to tell your friends that you yeah. can see they're not okay, or mm-hmm. to say, hey, um, I had this resource and I think it's really good, which I think this book is going to become for a lot of Christian Women, because there's nothing out there, like you said, because it's one of those things that just kind of gets pushed under the rug. That, right. we're just like, well, we know that we we all went a little crazy, and we all feel that way after we have a baby. But let's just not talk about it.
1: <laughs> let's not talk about the thing that impacts every waking moment of our lives and and really causes a problem in so many different ways. And and so, honestly. There's so many different levels of true anxiety, you know? So I I was listening to this, Michelle, this conversation, I'd be, I would instantly go to Google after this conversation and be like, what are the symptoms of a disorder? Like, do I have a disorder? Like nobody wants to feel like they have something wrong with them ever, like no one wants to feel that way. I I think just this conversation, opening up the idea that even if you did, even if you did, even if you did need supplemental help, even if you did need to just sit down with a counselor who could say, here are some practical breathing tips that you mm-hmm. can use. Like, this is how you breathe through it. If you're out in public and all of a sudden you start to lose your vision because you're so stressed out, like, here's, mm-hmm. here's something helpful to help you make it through your day. Um, I think that, I think that can set aside some of the initial anxiety that can actually just come from going, do I have anxiety? It's the worrying about worrying. It's the worrying about the anxiety. So Jesus wants to heal you and Jesus wants you to be made well. But there's this moment in scripture where blind Bartimaeus is sitting off on the side and he hears Jesus passing. And he's like, is that like what I think it is? that who I think it is? And he starts calling to Jesus and Jesus stops and he's like, bring him to me. And then blind Bartimaeus is bought. I love that he's actually blind Bartimaeus. I'm glad I'm not like anxiety Ashley. Okay. But like
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> blind Bartimaeus is brought to, even if it, even if we were anxiety Ashley, it'd be okay because he was blind Bartimaeus. But anyway, he's brought to Jesus. And you'd think that this would just be the moment where Jesus would just touch him and it's done. But Jesus pauses to say, What do you want me to do for you? Like, what do you think I want you to do for me? I need like clothes. Like I need eyes. I need to see. I need to see. And so there's this place where I feel like Jesus is like, we're calling out. Can't you help me? Can you help me, Jesus? Like, I want to be able to handle this on my own. I want to be able to Google it and be like, it's not me. And I'm okay. And we'll handle this together. But like, even if Jesus has to have somebody else lead you forward so you can get to the place where whatever's going to happen next happens next when you look him face to face, he's asking you, he's asking you, what is it that you actually want me to do for you? And I feel like for all your listeners and all the women that are tuning in right now, our answer just honestly has to be truth, which is I want you to touch me and I want you to help me and I want you to show me what to do next. No matter what that looks like, I'm going to be honest with how I feel so that I can be made well. Because if Blind Bartimaeus hadn't said I need sight, then he wouldn't have received sight. Mm-hmm. So we need to be able to say I need peace, which is, which means that we have to acknowledge that we need peace, or we need hope, or we need joy if we're depressed, or mm-hmm. we need strength if we're weak. So even if the women listening aren't going through a season of anxiety, they're not struggling with depression. They aren't, you know, it isn't any of these things we're listing. Jesus is standing in front of you. What do you need him to do for you? Like that's, that's the hope here. That's the hope. That's the universal hope for everybody listening. What do you need him to do for you? And all of our answers are going to be unique and Jesus is big enough to handle all of our answers mm-hmm. and it's it's going to be good. And he's going to walk you through it no matter what it is. And there is hope and there is healing.
0: Yeah. And I even always just think of how you're talking about and how he healed. And I always go back to like when Jesus, that Jesus will pull you back up out of the water. Like you just have to believe that you can walk and then he will pull you back up because that's how for me, like I always feel in motherhood. I'm like, um, I'm about just my neck just barely up above the water some days, but it's right. really like, okay, Jesus, like today, I really need you to help me not lose it because I'm right. so close to losing it today and trying to figure out. And that's where I think that women think that we're such bad moms because we have thoughts like that, but right. we all have them and it's. No, I don't want to say normal, but it's okay that you feel that way and it, things will get better. It's true. Yeah. Um, I would love for you then to touch on, so women might be thinking to themselves, kind of, I think like your story, how you've had anxiety for a long time in your life, like, well, Becky, I've always felt this way. I'm never going to feel peace. Like, what does it even mean to feel peace? How am I going to know if I even feel peace?
1: We remind them that Jesus has been with them since they were little girls in their room, awake at night, worried about whatever it was. And we remind them that Jesus was with them when they went to school and they were afraid about whatever it was. And we remind them that Jesus was with them in middle school and high school and as they got married and became a mom. And that Jesus has always been walking them toward their moment of healing. And that he has always been walking them toward this season, and this opportunity. And I think there is the decision that we have to make. And so for the women who say, I've always felt this way. Jesus is passing by. Jesus is walking by. Are you going to call out to him? Right? Like, are you going to call out to him and be like, son of David, have mercy on me, like, heal me, like, Mm -hmm. help me, help me. And are you going to call out. And I don't mean passing by like he's leaving you. I'm saying there is an opportunity for you to have an encounter with him. And you get to decide if you're going to step into that encounter or not, because that's just the God that we serve and he loves you. And it's always available to you. It's not a a moment that's fleeting or leaving, but it is available all of the time. And Mm -hmm. you get to decide if you're going to step in and pursue that. And so for the woman who is always been anxious I want to know there is healing available like for the woman who says like I might be anxious tomorrow okay did God heal you today and that's (laughs) something we talk about in the book is that miraculous moments are still miracles like Mm -hmm. if you have an encounter with Jesus and you have supernatural peace and then the next day you need to wake up and have more peace it's the same as every other person on the planet who needs Jesus to provide for them the next day as well that doesn't mean that he didn't meet our needs today it just means that he is still God and we're still human. And that's reality. So my hope for the women who have always felt or who feel discouraged in this is that I feel like even here in this specific conversation, that there is a moment that they have the opportunity to just shout out, hello. Mm -hmm. There's a moment where they have the opportunity to be like, Jesus help. There's a moment where they can shout out, I'm losing patience and then trust. That whatever it is that they are calling out for, he has an answer for and it is available and he does love them and he does have healing available to them. And I just feel I just even in this minute, like I just feel his love for your listeners and he does love them and he has seen everything that they have been through. And he didn't like watch far off and say, like, I'm not intervening in this. Like he wept. And I I feel like that's what creates some uh, separation between us and the Lord that where we create that separation is when we say, you know, I feel like God, where were you when I was little and I was afraid? Like, where were you when I was in high school? and Like, where were you when I was grieving and you weren't there or that thing was happening and I wasn't there? Like the Lord was there and he was grieving and weeping and holding you because brokenness and the, the effects of sin in the world still break his heart. Mm. And so if we think of Jesus as the one who's always been there alongside us, feeling everything that we're feeling, aching as we're aching, uh, rejoicing as we're rejoicing, then it gives our hearts an opportunity to recon- to reconnect with him. And I think that's so important for women to know that he was there. and He does want to connect with them.
0: Mm. Yeah. And, and even just like off as, as what you were saying and talking, it just made me even think of like, just feeling like, well, and tell them that even though they feel better. So like for me, because mine was a lot of postpartum and some women Mm -hmm. that it took a while years to feel better. And then I, I, I feel better and it's not all the time, but -hmm. there will be things that trigger. And all of a sudden I have to be like, oh, wait, like this is going to. Put me over the edge, Jesus. I, I need you to, you know, and and remembering to come back to Him, like how you were saying that, even though He can heal, you always have the opportunity to go back or to remember, like, oh, this is something's going to happen, and and I feel it because it's hard it, unless you've had this. And if you're a mom listening, I feel like you know exactly what we're talking about. That you were you have felt better and you have felt better for months, and all of a sudden. Something happens, or you saw something on the TV, or your kid went around the block and they went too far, and you can't see them in this anxiety. You can feel it coming up in you, and that's one thing that I've learned. And there's just been a lot of peace in me lately to be like, Oh no, hold on, Michelle. Like, you're it's we're not going over the edge of the cliff, like back it up, and then you're like, Okay, yeah, yeah, I got this. It's a you know,
1: it feels like I know my way out of here. And that's one thing about being in the forest of fear is that once you're like, you find yourself on like that place, on that particular trail, you're like, oh, I know this way. I know how we get out of this. I know what Jesus has done in the past. I know how the Holy Spirit's led me out of here in the past. Like, this is what we do. We remind ourselves of this. We say, this is true. We identify what we're actually feeling. We put words to it. We remind ourselves that it's going to be okay. And that tomorrow when we wake up, it'll be a new day. And what I do And here's just a little practical tip for anybody listening. I, when I'm feeling particularly anxious about something that triggers me, like you said, whether it's on the news or whatever, like I write down what I know is true. Mm -hmm. Here's what I know is true. Like I will stop and I will get a piece of paper and I will say, I am feeling this. What does that mean about what I'm actually believing in this moment? Okay, well, I know that God is going to take care of this. Like that's what I actually know is true. Mm -hmm. So then here's the truth. God takes care of this. All right. Well. I'm going to choose to believe this one instead of this one. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. going to choose to just believe this one. And it's just a practical resetting of our mind to just go, it will be okay. And then when the fear comes up again, it's like, no, I, I'm deciding, I am deciding that it will be okay, that mm-hmm. it will be okay. And it's, we, we get out of here and tomorrow when the sun comes up, we don't feel the way we do in this moment because we know the way out and we're not stuck.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting of how you're talking about that and there's just so many different ways of coping or and and I feel like if the listeners and there's something that has brought you peace that sometimes we forget to go back to that. Like mm-hmm. for you it's writing down and like for me it's like the in doing yoga and that's where God met me a lot in my postpartum because I had a yeah. yoga studio where they took my kids. And wow, I an there they, they took the kids, I couldn't hear them crying. And he met me for an hour on my yoga mat in quietness. And I just prayed yeah. and my yoga teacher taught me like to use that as prayer. And that's where a lot of healing happens. So when stress is like really like I get in this like flight, I'm like, well, we got to go just slow down and stop and listen. And that's where exactly. I always have then feel a lot of peace after. Yeah. God
1: will meet us in just about any place that we say, Hey, want to meet up? (laughs) (laughs) He'll meet us anywhere. He'll meet us
0: anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you so much for this conversation today. It was so good. And I'm so excited to join you and turn my lantern on and to come back into the forest and, to tell these women that they are not alone. Is there any last words to any mom that maybe has an anxious heart right now? And she's after listening to this and she's like feeling everything we're talking about. Is there anything else that you would like to say to her? Yeah, I want to pray for her. Can I pray for her really fast? Okay, good. Okay, Jesus.
1: Oh, Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. We love him and we love you. Thank you so much for the gift of being able to come to you and not being alone. Lord, I thank you that as we call out to you, help, you see me, I'm over here. Where am I? Can you find me? Do you see me? Do you know what I'm going through? That he whispers because he's so close. Lord, you whisper, you're right here. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Just like we hush and we bounce our babies and we rock them and we say, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Lord, I pray. That in this moment, she would feel your presence that close, as close as her breath, and that she would feel a sense of peace coming over her now. And she would look to you and say, direct my steps, God, and that you would, because you have brought her all this way. And she knows that she can trust you with whatever's up ahead. So touch her mind, body, and spirit. Touch her emotions, God. Lord, I thank you that you see all parts of her and that you have a plan for all parts of her to bring her hope and to bring her healing because it's who you are. And it's what you desire for us i pray all of these things in jesus name amen
0: thank you so much for sharing about your book i'm so excited will you tell the listeners when does this book come out where can they find it and where can they find you online
1: absolutely well it comes out september 8th of 2020 and you can find it anywhere books are sold online Barnes & Noble, Target, Amazon, any of those great retailers. And you can connect with me at beckythompson.com, which links all of my social profiles. But you can also pray with Over a Million Moms Nightly over on Midnight Mom Devotional on Facebook. Michelle, thank you so much for having me. It's been my honor to be on your show and to speak to all of your beautiful listeners.
0: Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Busy Years Podcast. If you loved this episode, would you take a screenshot and share it on your favorite social media platform? If you're over on Instagram, I would love for you to tag us at the Busy Years Podcast and tag me at Michelle Ann Hagen. I would also love if you could leave a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this episode. By doing that, it helps me to be able to create other amazing episodes just like this and help get the word out about this podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram or Facebook, and you can find me at Michelle Ann Higgin. Or you can join our Facebook community called the Busy Years Podcast Community. You can find that located on my Facebook page. Or if you head to the link in my Instagram bios, you will be able to connect to us there. I can't wait to be able to meet you and to put a face to the listener. We'll see you next time, my friends. Hey, Mama, did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? that you can take action in the middle of motherhood, I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend, that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get.